Bibles and turn to Matthew chapter 17. Matthew chapter 17. We're going to start around verse number 14. I tell you what, I feel the spirit of activation in this place. My God, there is some momentum. Woo, my God. Woo. There is some movement happening in this place. My God. And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son. For he is an epileptic and suffers severely. For he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, Oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me or bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon. And it came out of him and the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief. For surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will be moved. And nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Remain standing, remain standing. I want to talk to you tonight about functioning to get results. Functioning to get results. The Spirit of the Lord told me to tell y'all this tonight. That he has raised you up to be a blueprint of how to function as the kingdom of God in the earth. You're just not the average church on a corner. You're just not the average church in the city. But God has raised you up to function. Listen to this. I need you to hear this. As a blueprint to function as the kingdom of God in the earth. I want you to repeat after me. You did a live stream. I want you to repeat as well before you go to your seats. Mm, I need you to get this. Because God's about to shift some things in your life if you can get this tonight. My assignment is to help you be a better help to this house. As you are already activated. Whew, mm, my God, I feel this thing tonight. Y'all need to just settle in that. Something's happening. Settle in that. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Repeat after me. I have been raised up, been raised up. As, a as a blueprint as the kingdom of God, kingdom of God. In, the in the earth. I have been raised up, been raised up. As, a as a blueprint in the kingdom of God in the earth. If you believe that, give God some praise and you can take your seats. You're just not average people. You're a blueprint 
And what God is doing through Apostle and Lady Davis, and I need you to hear this, is that he is, he is using them to bring forth models and patterns that the rest of the body of Christ around the world will begin to mirror and have my accelerated success. God told me to tell you, I need you to be whew, comfortable with being uncomfortable. Because I have put in your life an apostle and a first lady who knows how to get you to where I need you to be. You got to hear this. You got to hear this. He says, for those that are connecting with apostle and Lady Davis in this morning, for your, those that are watching, if you've been connecting with him, whether you're a pastor or an apostle, whether you're a bishop, God says, don't let this moment pass you by without tapping into what's being poured out so that your house can experience the same thing as this house. You've been called to function to get results. When we look at our text in chapter in Matthew chapter 17. Oh, you can have your seats. Uh, anybody uncomfortable? See, y'all been uncomfortable for a while. Let me, can I just be 100 with you? Right now you're uncomfortable. Because there's been so many shifts and changes in the midst of what God's been doing. And God says, I'm making you so, my God, I'm going to make you comfortable being uncomfortable to the point where you will begin to seek out uncomfortable opportunities and assignments that's going to take you in another level. You're going to be, you're going to be so comfortable with being uncomfortable that you will begin to seek out the uncomfortable because you know you were made for it. My God. Where are my people that's okay with being uncomfortable? You're okay with God coming in the midst of your life and shaking stuff up. You're okay with God, my God, when you're going in one direction, God does an about faith and makes you go in another direction. Where are the people that are ready to be uncomfortable for what God is doing in the earth right now? And the reason you're uncomfortable is because God has, my God, God is forming Christ in you to the point you're going to function and get results that people thought they'd never see you get. And so Jesus, is, he's, he's having a moment with his disciples. This guy comes up to Jesus and say, my son, he's, he's got a problem, and, and I went to your disciples, and they could not cure him. Well, by the way Jesus responded, you can tell that he was flustered. You can tell he was upset. And the reason he was upset, because these disciples had been following him and walking with him, seeing him do miracles, seeing him cast out demons, but yet they could not function... <sighs> 
they could not function to get the results that Jesus expected them to have, my God, by following him. We're in a season of functioning where God is shifting momentum in your favor so you can begin to function the way he wants you to function. Your house shall function the way it's supposed to function. Your finances shall function the way it's supposed to function. Your health shall function the way it's supposed to function. Your marriage shall function the way it's supposed to function. Your job shall function the way it's supposed to function. Your business shall function the way it's supposed to function. And the gift he's called you into will begin to function the way he's called it to function. You've been activated to function like Christ ordained you to function before the foundation of the world. And I'm trying to figure out what's wrong with these cats. Why after all this? Some of us are going to have to ask ourselves the next question after tonight. After all this outpouring. After all this shifting, see, I'm the kind of person that if I start going through a lot of stuff, I expect to get something out of it. I'm not going through all the hell I've been through for nothing. I'm not going through every, every, my God, all the situations and circumstances to get to where I am for nothing. I expect some results from And I don't know, I don't know, maybe, maybe it was because they did not read Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 to 28. Then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle over the, all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. Maybe they didn't know they were created in his image. Stay with me. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. Maybe they didn't know they were blessed to cast out demons. And said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Maybe they didn't know they had the ability to be fruitful and multiply. Fill the whole earth as to do it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and every living thing that moves on the earth. Maybe they didn't read John chapter 14, 9 through 14. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long? And yet you have not known me, Philip. He who has seen me has seen the Father, so how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak of my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me. Maybe they didn't know the Father dwelled in them. Does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do. Because I go to the Father, 
And whatever you ask in my name when I go to the Father, that my Father may do. He didn't say some of the things that you asked. He said, whatever you asked, it will be done for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going somewhere. I'm going. I'm building. I'm building. I'm building. I'm building. Maybe they didn't read Matthew chapter 16 and 17. Can I read? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Bordona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. And I, oh my God, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against them. Maybe they didn't know that the gates of hell couldn't prevail against them. And I will give you the keys to the kingdom. And whatever you bind on earth, restrict. Whatever you loose on earth, release. I will do it in heaven. If you tell the devil he is restricted from this atmosphere. If you tell demonic forces they can't come near this city. Then I'll back up in heaven and I'll speak the same thing that you spoke in heaven. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they didn't read Acts chapter 2 and 22. I'm building, I'm building. That's all I'm doing. I'm building, I'm building. Just stay with me. I'm building. We need some scripture tonight. Because when you leave here, you will have no excuse. Because the leader that you have over this house have, oh my God, you don't even know the price that's been paid for you to experience what you're experiencing. And I'm telling you after tonight, you're going to make everybody's life around you much easier. Mm. Well, maybe they didn't know what Acts chapter 2 and 22 says. Well, many of Israel hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, man, attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs which God did through him in your midst. Yeah. As you yourselves, I also know him being delivered by the determined purpose of foreknowledge of God. You have taken, oh my God, you got to get this. You have taken by lawless hands, have crucified and put to death whom God raised up. Having loosed the pains of death. Maybe they didn't know that the pains of death were loosed. Maybe, 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 maybe they didn't know that. Y'all still with me? Y'all still with me? My last one, maybe they didn't know or maybe they didn't read Mark chapter 16 and 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with the tongues. Your shatabaka de la lobo shaba. Randa baba shotoko. Randa beshe. They shall take up servants 
And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. The reason Jesus was upset with his disciples because he expected them to function like this when they wasn't functioning like that. And he did not accept their unbelief as an excuse. Because when he, when he, when he rebuked them to a certain degree, he told them why they had unbelief. He told them why they did not believe that Jesus was able to work through them. It, and I believe that it wasn't so much that, that they didn't believe that it could be done because they had seen Jesus do it. I believe they had, the issue was that they didn't believe that God could use them to do it. There is an expectation on this house to function the way a kingdom citizen should function. That means that you will not take no for an answer when God says yes. That means that when you feel or sense demonic activity holding you back, you won't have to cause. Let me go ahead. But you'll go, you'll start restricting everything that doesn't look like God and releasing what. Where are the saints that's ready to release some stuff from the heavens into the earth? Where are some people that are ready to bind demonic forces that's been trying to ruin your life? I declare today that this night you will rise up and restrict every demonic force and you will begin to go forth in the name of God and do great exploits in his name. Now, I want you to read, I want to read this from the Message Bible. And then I'm going to give you my five keys. And then we out. I need you to hear this. God is doing something amazing. I need you to remember this. You've been raised to be a blueprint. If you could ever get that. If you could ever move yourself out of the way for a minute. If you could ever stop looking at your limitations. Do you not know that it's your limitations that God finds grace in? If it didn't have your limitations, you wouldn't stay as close to God as you Stop seeing your limitation as a defect. See it as God's way of keeping you close to him. Now I'm talking to some functioning people tonight. I'm talking about some people that's tired of being on the sideline when you know God's called you to be in the forefront. I'm talking to the people that's, that's tired of being in the back when you're supposed to be in the front. I'm talking to the people that's tired of working for somebody else when you're supposed to own the business. Somebody shout, it's time to function, it's time to function. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. 
Let's, let's read this, read this. From the message Bible, I like the way it goes here. It says, at the bottom of the mountain, they were met by a crowd of waiting people. As they approached, a man came out of the crowd and fell in his knees, begging, Master, have mercy on my son. He goes out of his mind and suffers terribly, falling into seizures. Frequently, he is pitched into the fire, other times into the river. I brought him to your disciples, but they could do nothing for him. I am declaring that is not in this house. declaring that when you're in Walmart the spirit of the Lord will fall upon you and you will sense my God you will sense what needs to be done in somebody's life and you will begin to speak a word of knowledge and see that my God and see the weight lifted off their shoulders I declare right now in the name of Jesus that everywhere you go people shall see signs, miracles and wonders following your life because you've been activated to function with the spirit of the Lord Jesus said, what a generation. This is the message Bible. No sense of God. No focus to their lives. How many times I have to go through these things? It's over tonight. I'm speaking to your soul tonight to wake it up to the fact that this is the end of this trouble. This is the end of the life that you do not want, but not having the power to shift and change. This is the end of that baby. God's shifting you to a new place tonight. It's because he's activating you to function the way you folk to function. How much longer do I have to put up with this? Bring the boy. He ordered the affliction demon out. Come out. They did, he didn't go and have no 20-minute tarrying service. He just said, get out. Why are you waiting so long? Why are you waiting so long to shift the atmosphere in your house? I don't want you to go to work another day mad because of what's happening on the job. When you have the authority to set the thermostat and the atmosphere in that house. It's the way it is because you haven't functioned the way you're supposed to function. blueprint of how the function in the kingdom of God refresh why do you think God says refresh God getting this tonight says he ordered the afflicting demon out and it was out gone from that moment the boy was well when the disciples had Jesus off to themselves they asked why could we why couldn't we throw it out? 
Because you're not yet taking God seriously, said Jesus. Now, I'm sorry. This is the moment where I got to give you some straight gin. I ain't got no juice. Are y'all with that? Now, th- th- this, is, this is for grown people right here. This is for grown people. The simple truth is that you have, if you have a mere kernel of faith of poppy seed, you say to what you say to this mountain, move, and it will move. There is nothing you wouldn't be able to take. Now, what he is saying here is this. When you don't take your relationship with me serious, and what you've seen me do, to demonstrate to you who you are and what you're capable of. You, you neglect to train yourself to function the way I want you to function. When you don't take your relationship with God seriously, you sit on the sidelines and let stuff happen to you that shouldn't be happening to you. I said this is grown people stuff right here now. Stop accepting stuff. Stop accepting stuff that's beneath you. serious you know you just sit on the sidelines and let whatever happens happen and then you find yourself trying to get out of trouble that you could have avoided in the first place but not in this house Mm. and he tells them he says the reason you do it because you ain't serious you just follow me because you like the show. You, you follow me because you like the attention I, help, I, I allow you to get. And we got too many attention getters in the body of Christ. We flock to the anointing. Not so, it can, not so that it can flow through us. We flock to it, but we think because we think just being in the midst of anointing is going to make us better. Oh, I'm about to mess you up in a minute. He says, this guy I'm going to come out by fasting and praying. What he's saying is, he wasn't saying that you had to go home and fast and then come back and try to cast the demon out. He's saying that if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Because what fasting and praying does is, first of all, it strengthens my relationship with the Father. Second of all, it builds my confidence so that I can believe that he can work through me to function the way. Yeah. 
the way I'm supposed to function. I'm talking to some people that's ready to function. Oh, my God. I got five keys I want to give you to functioning. How to function and get results. Five keys on how to function to get results. I want to say this as I I get ready to give you these keys. I call these keys the I-5 method to functioning. The I-5. I didn't say high five. We don't need no more high fives. We done had enough high fives. Amen? And a woman. (laughs) Five keys. To functioning properly. Let me say this. Your issue is never an anointing problem. It's a self-developing problem. Especially in this house. Because the anointing that's flowing down from the head... If you could grab hold to what it's really meant for. So it's not an anointing problem. It's a self-developing problem. Can I teach now? Can I teach? That's why Timothy tells us that we should train ourselves to live godly lives. That means it just doesn't happen because we say I do to Jesus. There's a process that God will take us through. Oh, my God, my God. Five keys to function to get results. The first one, y'all ready for it? Is you have to have a fortified identity in Christ. Identity. The fact of being who or what a person or thing is. Do you know what you're supposed to be? I'm talking about to the point that it's fortified. Fortified means that you have a defense to anything that tries to intercept or derail who you are. When you're fortified in your identity, that means you know who you are in relationship to God as sons and daughters of God. But you also know who you are to God in your functioning abilities. See, when you have true identity, when you have, see, when you have fortified identity, that means that you can't, you're not going to be shaken by a simple trial that simply comes to eat just to strengthen you. See, when you're fortified in your identity, the devil can't whisper in your ear and tell you what you're not. When you know what you are. When I'm fortified as a son and daughter, you can't make me think anything else. 
When I'm fortified as a son and daughter in my identity, I expect good gifts from the Father. Am I helping us tonight? So your identity has to be fortified. And when the enemy comes in like a flood, don't worry about that. You will lift up a standard against him. The standard will be the image that you now walk in that looks like Christ. When you're fortified in your, in your identity, you know how you're supposed to function. Uh, see, it took me a while to get fortified in my identity. Can I just be real? I remember back in 2005, I'm about to mess some of y'all up. When God first spoke to me about being, that I was called to be an apostle, 2005, and everybody know that it was in 21 when I finally got affirmed. I got to miss something. Because this is what God says. Some of you would have, would have already become if you hadn't stopped. Mm, my God. If you hadn't aborted the process that was meant to get you there. See, David was anointed as king as a young boy. But God had to take him through a process to fortify his identity so that when he became a man, he can function at maximum capacity. Stop aborting the process every time something you don't like happens. Many of you have had to start over five times because you aborted a little pain. When the pain, whoo, my God, was meant to be preparation for your ministry. When you're anointed by God, you can't minister properly without having some pain. Because you can't feel the felt needs of other people when they have them. fortified in your identity and who you are as sons and daughters and who you were created to function as who has God called you to be that you haven't become yet 
What is God calling you to function in that you have not begun to function in yet? We're in a moment of time where the body of Christ must rise up and be the church that Jesus Christ died for us to be. There is no other option. We are the only alternative for the world's crisis. And there are some of you guys trying to raise up in this house even tonight to put you in positions of influence. My God. Your identity must be fortified. No more going back and forth between two decisions. You can no longer wake up and decide who you want to be. When you go to bed, you're going to be sons and daughters. And when you wake up, no matter how bad the nightmare was, no matter how well it felt, you're still going to be sons and daughters of God. I need to say this again. Who you are and what you are not, when you compare yourself to others, it's not based on a lack of your anointing. I remember when I first came, Brother Ackland, when I first came into ministry, except my call. And I was, uh, see, I, I, I've always been in the wife, my wife will contest to this. I've always been to the, the kind of person, I'm not waiting on somebody to do for me that I can do for myself. Especially when it came to my relationship with God. What you see tonight is a product of processing. Now, did I want to give up and quit sometimes? Yo, yo, yo. Matter of fact, two, month, two weeks before I got, a, I, I was about to get a firm. I said, what? Nothing. But I was like, David, I stayed the process. I stayed the course. So you don't have an anointing problem. And I was in this place where this, this prominent, it was a prominent person at this particular time. And he was ministering and people were asking him questions. And the way he was answering these questions was blowing my mind. And in my mind, I said, man, this guy is anointed. And the spirit of the Lord spoke to me and says, do you think he's any more anointing than you? It shook me to my core. And I said, Lord, I said, what do you mean? The way he's, he says, he's no more anointing than you are. He's just, more, uh, he's just more developed in his call. The anointing does not work by itself. If that was the case, when David got anointing as a, as a young boy, he would have already been ready for king. But God had to take him through a process to develop him. So he'll know how to act when he... When he get there. You got all the anointing that you'll ever need inside of you right now. That's coming down from the head of this house. But until you develop yourself in the gifting and the calling of God. It will never flow the way it's supposed to flow. 
I'm trying to teach you how to function. So your identity must be fortified. Stop questioning yourself. Some of you, before you got here, you questioned yourself. You almost questioned. Some of you have almost questioned yourself out of your life. Some of you have questioned yourself out of opportunities that was bona fide yours. They were set up before the foundation of the world. But not after tonight. I got a few more minutes. I got to get through this. The second thing, the second eye is you got to be intuitive. Now, you ain't got no excuse tonight because I done took the liberty and put the, the definition and everything up there. All you got to do is grab it. Using what one feels to be true, even without conscious reasoning, instinct, Sounds like faith to me. Having that gut feeling because the Holy Spirit dwells inside of you. Not wanting you to miss one opportunity that God's afforded for your life. Not wanting you to skip a beat. Not, oh, this is what I just heard. Not wanting you to be skipped in line. You got to be intuitive. In other words, you got to be in tune with God. One of the things that Jesus was, was very good at is was perceiving what was happening. One time the rulers, they were talking in their hearts and the Bible said that Jesus, and I got it up there, but I got it for the second time. He says, Jesus says he perceived what they were saying. You're going to function to the place where when you walk into the, mm, my God, my God, when you walk into the office, you're going to perceive what they expect for you for the promotion before they even offer you the promotion. And you're going to get stuff in line ahead of time. So when the moment comes, you will be ready. We got to be in a place where we perceive what's going on in somebody's life. Well, they ain't got to come and have a counseling session with us. But because we perceive, we have an, we're intuitive, we're, we're in tune, we know what's going on. And let me tell you something. You don't get that without having face to face with God. I need to speak to some saints that are hungry, not just for another church service, but they're hungry for a face-to-face -face with God to the point where it takes you over the top of everything you ever encountered. 
Where are the saints of God that's hungry for a face-to-face with God? I'm telling you to the place where it turns your life upside down. Where it sifts your whole stratosphere. And everything around you changes because you step into the room. be intuitive you got to be in tune I'm talking about to the point when your kids think about you already on top of it because you heard it in the spirit you can't function to get results if you can't sense what God is doing. And we got believers fumbling all over themselves because they don't sense what God is doing because they have not had face-to-face time with him. Oh, they had a lot of Facebook time. Oh, okay, that's a gym without the juice moment. For those of you watching my Facebook, I'm not talking about this moment. You need to be watching this. <laughs> you got to be intuitive. You got to be in tune with God. You got to have face-to-face with him. That's how you function to get results. Number three. Ooh, this is a good one. You have to take initiative. The ability to access and initiate things independently. Stop waiting on people to do for you what you can do yourself. Now, this is about to get personal. Now, I pastor for 11 years, so I know what they, they know, I know what they experience. Stop weighing the house down with stuff that you can do for yourself. Don't make them sound like a broken record when he said, What be on me, be on you. That's a reality. The same anointing that's in their lives has been passed down to you because of the price they paid. Take initiative. It was 2005 when I found out I was called to be an apostle. And guess my wife, what did I do? I studied, I studied, I got myself prepared. And when I thought the moment was coming and it didn't come, I just kept on preparing. I didn't wait for somebody to lay hands on me. I knew my moment would come, but I had to prepare. I knew I wasn't ready at the moment. Sometimes we think we're ready, but we ain't ready. And can I be at 100 with you? I am so thankful. That I waited through the process. Because some of the demons I have to face now, I would never have been prepared for them if I would have jumped the gun. (laughs) 
But you got to take initiative. Find out what you're gifted to do and, and develop yourself in it. Number four, you got to be intentional. Everything I do is intentional right now. Because I know my assignment is to be an apostolic support to the body of Christ. So everything I do is focused around that. See, I know that I'm a son. But I also know my function is an apostle. And I know what I'm supposed to do as an apostle. See, my assignment is not your assignment and your assignment is not my assignment. But if all of us become perfected in our assignment... If each one of you become effective in your assignment, you will be, yeah, you're already tearing Birmingham up, but wait till all you begin to function in your assignment. Be intentional. Do it on purpose. Become who God's called you to be on purpose. Be intentional on studying yourself. It's okay to study somebody else, but when are you going to study yourself? Watch what happens. Matter of fact, I declare that some of you are going to go home and you're going to pick up a book on what you're gifted to do. You already know. You just haven't developed yourself. But when you pick up that book tonight, because you're intentional, God's going to accelerate your process. And what you would have had to go through, you're not going to have to go through because you got this word tonight. And Be intentional. And the last one. Invest. You got to invest. If you're not willing to invest in yourself to function the way you need to function, then just go ahead and let the devil have havoc in your life. Because the only way you're going to get him up off of you, because some of you are dealing with depression to the point where it's suicidal. But I come to tell you tonight, you're going to learn how to restrict the devil's interest into your life. You got to invest in yourself. Take that money that you was going to spend on that hamburger and get a book that helps you identify who you are. invest in yourself but not only invest in yourself invest in others there is no such thing as functioning the way Christ has called us to function without being in a place where we can invest in others and sometimes investing in others means you sacrifice yourself invest Invest in yourself. We invest in everybody else. And sometimes we're investing in people unknowingly. 
when you invest in yourself, you're taking interest in your self-development. See, that's, that's why I, that, that's why I, I pride myself on, on owing no man. I got here because I understood the call of God on my life. I understood who I was. And then God connected me with people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, when you start taking initiative to invest in yourself, God will connect you with people that would invest in you as well. So God is saying to this house, I have raised you up to be a blueprint of how the kingdom of God should function in the earth. You are a blueprint. You're a blueprint. Everything that God's doing through you right now is about a blueprint that generations can follow and get accelerated success. You're a blueprint. This house has been ordained to be a blueprint to the nations. People will come in and leave out and get accelerated success because you are a blueprint. Because you're a blueprint, there are some demons that will never have to be fought again because of what this house is doing. It's time to function to get results. And for those of you who have already been functioning, it's time for you to get maximum results. I'm telling you, everything that you touch is going to prosper. My God, I feel the anointing of Joseph in this house tonight. Potters of my God, Pharaoh's about to appoint somebody as second in you don't have the credentials, but because you're functioning the way you're supposed to function, you're going to get put at the front of the line. Yeah. I hear the spirit of the Lord saying, I'm about to realign your life. Realignment is about to take place in your life. As you gravitate to this word, God says, as you begin to take initiative tonight, oh my God, I'm going to realign your life to where you're right in the middle of everything I have declared for you. And it will begin to come forth at an accelerated rate that you did not think it could happen at. It's time to function. Take your rightful place in the kingdom of God.
You are a blueprint. Blueprint, blueprint. Worship, you're a blueprint. People will come and grab what's on here. They will take it back to their house. And the same flow, the same flow of, because see, there's a river flowing through this house that cannot be quenched. Because you have been called to be a blueprint. That's who you are. You function to get results. Why? Because that's what we do. That's just what we do. God bless you tonight. Refresh Family Church. As we worship together, remember our five goals. Serving the needs of families. Reaching the lost. Equipping the saints. Reaching the nations. And transferring to generations. Refresh Family Church is more than a church. To find out more, visit our website at refreshfamily.church.